everybody. Welcome back to the Playing With Power podcast, the issue-by-issue retrospective about Nintendo Power magazine. We are listening to uh, part two of volume 24 with um, Vice Project Doom on the cover. And our host, uh, our co-host John had had to take off, uh, but this is your host, Ben, and as always is my co-host, Mike. Hello. And uh, back from uh, part one, we've got uh, our super guest, uh, Josh Foreman here, who was featured in the uh, in the mailbag. Um, no, and- I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> still alive. And uh, for those of you that want to find out more about Josh, please listen to part one. Um, and those of you that are just tuning in, uh, Josh is a game developer, artist, sculptor, and an avid Nintendo player and uh, fan. So, a uh, video game <laughs> player and creator doing uh amazing level work with Guild Wars and uh other games. Yep. Also, he's his claim to fame is he met that one YouTube guy that I never heard of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who I kept confusing with Dan Bull, the uh, rapper. Close. <laughs> he probably has more he probably has more followers on Twitter than whoever that guy is. Uh <laughs> Dan Bull is pretty amazing. Check out his YouTube raps. It's fucking amazing. Okay. Mm. Any okay. relation to uh, Uva Bowl? Yeah, absolutely not. Oh, he, 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 oh, they need to team he, up. He's like the yin yang. He's like the uh, <laughs> the talented yin to the uh, egregious yang. There's a rap battle for you. Oh, he was in epic rap battles. If you see epic rap battles of history, Dan mm-hmm. Bull plays Jack the Ripper. Oh, sweet. So check that out as a sample of his uh, verbal talents. <laughs> All he, right. He's well, freaking amazing. Okay, so we're picking up the uh, the issue in the middle here with the, quote, special, unquote, feature <laughs> on Game Boy. They've been doing this for probably two years now, so it's really not that special yeah. anymore. Spe- special as in, like, you might need a helmet in class. You know, I, I'm a, I'm immature, but every time I see one of those signs on the road that's like, caution, slow children crossing. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> First like, thing that oh. comes to mind. Yeah. Like, come on now! You don't have to be. That's not PC. Come on now, mm. you know. I saw this horrible, hilarious photo, and it says like restaurant restaurant gets new slow cooker, and it shows like a guy stirring a pot with Down syndrome. Oh, terrible! Oh, and I'm like, terrible. I want I want to say that's awful, but I'm I'm too busy laughing. Yes, well, we're we're going to hell. <laughs> that's the answer. All right, so let's get into here. We've got. Um, Whatever the heck Mysterium is. Ah, these are apparently the six hottest Game Boy releases, and they include Spot 7-Up, a, uh, <laughs> a Chess Master game, and a soccer game. Yeah. Wow. The soccer game's actually pretty decent. Don't, don't bag on it. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Um, all right, so let's get into the first one here, Mysterium. I don't, it looks like a ter- one of those terrible faux 3D type games yeah 3d maze yeah things. lost in a in a grid dungeon Ugh. i just got flashbacks of playing uh gogo 13 2 <laughs> <laughs> this is i mean it's they the made same a second one they yeah, did the it's called the mafat conspiracy okay tell me something it, if i'm re- remembering correctly gogo 13 was the only game in the entire NES library that had the jump and the shoot reversed, right? Like, B was shoot and A was jump for some bizarre reason. Is that right? Um, the problem was you could not squat and shoot at the same time. So okay. uh, the bad guys could squat and shoot you, 
but you could not. So you had to jump over the bullets, wait for them to stand up, and then shoot them. Super long, like chopstick legs. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I I remember that. Yeah. I don't know if it was reversed or not. I'll have to go back and play it to check it out. Uh, but yeah, like there's a, there's like a different modes in the, in the second one, you know, it's like side scrolling. There's like a racing one later. Well, there's one that's like one of these maze type ones and every wall of course looks exactly the same because they didn't have enough room to create unique art for every single, you know, corridor or wall or whatever. Yeah. Because in those, uh, well, it did it scroll when you went from room to room. Because if it no. scrolled, that means they needed like like I want to say sixteen different art assets in order to do that. If it just like flipped from one screen to another, yeah, it just flipped. That should not be that. Really? Wow, okay. Yeah, it was it was bad. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> and like, yeah, the the worst part about it is if you actually stumbled your way through this maze and made it to the third floor or whatever, then it's like, oh, the bomb's going off. You have five minutes to get out of the building. Oh no, it's time. To- <laughs> yeah, you have to go all the way back through three levels of unintelligible nonsense. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, it was it was horrible. So even if you made a map, you're gonna still be eating up all your time looking at the map and orienting yourself after every Pretty much. Oh yeah. my god. Alright, so that's basically what this game is. So I have I have no interest in in uh, looking at this at this poison. No. <laughs> it's got a cool logo. <laughs> Yeah. I, w- I would wear that logo on a t-shirt. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah not bad. my only note for Mysterium is first person game on Game Boy. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> do you ever play? Um, do you remember Faceball? Uh, I, don't, I don't remember. It came out. Ball? I think a little bit. Yeah, I, don't, I think it came oh, out a little yeah. bit later for Game Boy. I vaguely um, remember. It was like a happy face on a ball, right? It's yeah, it's exactly like one of these like 3D maze games. It's just kind of like first person shooter almost, but you have like a happy face that shoots stuff out. <laughs> yeah, this kind of yeah. reminds me of. That was a weird game. All right, so next up, next game we have is Gauntlet Two, and the artwork here kind of reminds me of Heavy Metal Magazine. Yeah, but that the, that Archer, I mean, he looks like fucking all Nos- of their faces. He, he looks like Nosferatu. To me, they look like they have that very specific disease. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, so, do you ever watch uh, the Ur- Hey Vern? It's Ernest. You know, all that Ernest yeah. goes to camp. All those mm-hmm. movies, right? Like the the tall, gangly sidekick or whatever that was. There was always a fat guy and a tall, gangly guy, and he had that disease, and he has that exact face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will say that, or he just he just ran a line of, of coke. <laughs> the barbarian. <laughs> Oh, like, the barbarian. I've got yeah, rage and I'm high on coke. <laughs> that guy's ready to eat your face off. Yeah, yeah uh, pretty yeah. much. Oh man. So uh, this looks actually fairly decent. I didn't get a chance to play this one, um, but it's an overhead overhead game, just like you'd expect a gauntlet game to be. And you can select from the four different characters: elf, warrior, Valkyrie, wizard, and it's on Game Boy. Yeah, I'd be levels. curious if they got the voice samples. It says the synthesized voice tells what type of anime. I'd love to hear what they got on a Game Boy chip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Warrior needs batteries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It looks decent. It's probably okay. They don't put a, uh, a power meter on this thing to tell you if it's any good it's or not. Hard, it's, hard to, it's hard to screw up uh, a game like that. It's just very straightforward. As long as it's got the amazing music. 
Delete it. Then I'm gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that makes me think of the uh, MC Chris song. I forget which one it is. The Tussin. The Tussin, that's it. Because he's yeah. sampling Gauntlet. Yeah. Uh, if you uh, look at the uh, where it says Survive the Gauntlet, all the uh, artwork here now is so fucking degraded. It looks like they've uh, they've been bitten by zombies. <laughs> yeah, like the archer's eyes are like... Sunk he in. looks like dead. Yeah, he, he's, they look like they're possessed. He's Max Shrek from Nosferatu. <laughs> yeah. The the uh, the the woman warrior looks pretty awesome though I gotta say yeah they did a good job cool on her pose pretty dynamic although again like it's it's kind of got a bit of the anime fashion sense like why would you have <laughs> such a regularly regularly lengthened boots like one <laughs> right. one boot goes up to your friggin mid mid thigh and now uh, the other one goes like halfway up halfway up your ankle. Or well, it looks like there's. It looks like there's some like little brass cap or something on her knee. Mm-hmm. So she she probably just like uses her left knee for groining people. <laughs> she she's got like a little uh, a little nub to give like to yeah, give like yeah. kneecap noogies to yeah, nutsacks. Yeah. Try <laughs> saying that three times fast. <laughs> yeah, those are for nut shots right there. <laughs> Watch out for the left leg. <laughs> Watch out for nut shots. There you go. All right, next game up we have battle unit. Zeoth with some awesome uh, artwork, and this is a, a mech game. And try not confusing it with Macross. Yeah, I I actually did play this uh, game and and prep for this for this issue. It's it's uh it's all right. It's it's like a side scrolling uh, shooter where you're kind of floating as a mech in the air or in space, and there's what, stuff what flying around three, you. What are those three? What is those uh, three shots at the top that are kind of broken off of the main thing? Are the is is that a cutscene? Which one are you looking that, at? That's, those are huge sprites. So oh, it, it's yeah. up, coming off that's, his foot. It looks like he's like zooming like the, towards uh, the city. That's the intro. Oh, okay. So it just it doesn't like fully animate like a cartoon. It, those are like the three. It's got like three or four like different flat. You know, <laughs> a little slideshow. Yeah, because yeah, slide animation kind of on a Game Boy? Uh-uh. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's not bad. It's not a bad game. It had a good challenge in it, but there's like stuff flying at you all the time, you know. Um, I will say that it was it was well paced, so it wasn't slow like a lot of uh, these types of games on Game Boy are. It had a good amount of speed to it, so it didn't didn't feel like. Um, I'm assuming you know. you're playing it on an emulator, right? Yes, I'm playing it on a uh, 60 inch yeah, TV. Cause, cause <laughs> I remember, uh, you know, on the actual Game Boy, if if uh, sprite moved at a decent clip, like it was so blurry, it was super mm. hard to read. I wonder if that's why they're usually pretty slow. Yeah, that's possible. Although I think they, I mean, yeah, you're right. Because remember when you played even like Super Mario Land 2, um, when you got going really fast, it, it kind of lost some of the clarity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, that's all I had to say about that game. Next up, we've got the Nintendo World Cup soccer game. And this is a port of the Nintendo version. Which features the same guys from? Oh, um, it's got this the street guys, the, River City uh, Ransom. Yeah, yep. yeah. Okay, I remember this now. So I didn't get a chance I, to play this. I don't this, think I played but, it on Game Boy, but I yeah. played it on NES. I had the I had the tap. Is that what it was called? Where you could put four controllers into uh, into one? Oh, the uh, um, the four score. Four score. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I always thought it was called multi-tap too until I read this yep. magazine. And if you played, it, <laughs> and if you played it seven years ago, you could play as Lincoln. 
That was so bad, even for you. It was awful. Uh, I'm still not picking up what you just put down. Four Four score and seven years ago. Ah, seven years ago. That's the link. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so there's apparently a different uh, representative um, character for each country. And these are kind of amusing. They have... um, Spain apparently is wearing a little top hat, like a flat top hat with white shorts. Was that? As they do. As they do. Like a little Dixie hat. But like a black <laughs> oh like a black leather version of a straw hat. Yeah. Um Mexico it it, it looks like they have like a a square <laughs> head of hair. I can't tell if that's hair or like a see-through hat. Look at Cameroon. <laughs> he looks like Cameroon he's on mushrooms. Complete dirt face. That poor guy's like eyeballs are way too far apart. The only the only worst one I see is a USSR. Like I can't tell what's happening with his head. Yeah, he's he's. he's does, got does he like have a, a monocle or is that like a large eye? I thought or it was like his, his hair just like sticking protrude. out, like he had like a protrusion of hair. Okay. Uh, yeah, he kind of looks like uh, like Hammerhead from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Argen- then, uh, Arge- Argentina, he's got massive ears. He's got like Obama ears. Oh wow! But still, wow. Cameroon just like <laughs> I can't stop looking yeah, at Cameroon. He looks like he just did mushrooms before the fight, before the game, and he's he doesn't even know where he is. Or, or, or he's been watching Hypnotoad. <laughs> yep. And then uh, Holland, he's got he's got a blonde hair. He looks all svelte and uh, fashionable. Okay. He's the most handsome, I'd say. Yeah, he's handsome. Japan, he looks nerdy and cute. He's got glasses. You know, he looks like he's wearing a backpack, almost. England, uh, England's rocking the guile brush cut. I don't know yep. what the hell is going on with England. He's got like a smushed head, wearing like thin, you know, little glasses or something. <laughs> and then and, uh, Italy. And Italy's got the stylish shades. They got the shades on. Oh, yeah. And then the guy from USA just looks angry. Like these big old eyes, these air, these like eyebrows pointing down towards the center. Yeah. Now that, that's Duke Nukem right there. Yeah, pretty much. So if it's anything like the Nintendo game, it should be pretty good. And if you look, um, if you look for the screenshot for the midfield steals, there's Cameroon again, wondering what's going on. Yep. <laughs> right in the circle. He looks like um, he went to like a, a tanning booth. And, like, got those raccoon eyes around, like, his eyeballs from wearing, like, the sunglasses or whatever they put on your eyes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Did you read his description? It says Cameron provides one of the greatest challenges because it is remarkably slow. (laughs) (laughs) He just happens to look like... (laughs) And has a defense an elephant could penetrate. Oh my gosh! Quit picking on poor camera. I'm gonna guess his eyes look like that because he's been penetrated by an elephant. Just <laughs> yes. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> Falls down a well. Eyes go cross-eyed. Gets kicked by an elephant. Eyes go back. <laughs> Put him on the soccer field and his pupils dilate like a cat on catnip. <laughs> All right. I want that sprite on a shirt. That's that's going on a shirt. That's really good. Cameroon. <laughs> nice. 
All right, next up we've got Spot. What a, what a, yeah, what a Wait. Cameroon. <laughs> All right, uh, <laughs> okay, moving on. The next game is Spot, which is the 7-Up uh, mascot from back in the day. Yep. And there's yeah, somehow spots. I ended up buying this game on NES, and I don't know why. Because it was Spot. This particular one? You get, it's basically the, Go. I mean, it, it's exactly the same. It's It's on NES. I, this uh, the guy had like, cool um, animation. It's Go, isn't it? I thought it was Othello. That, yeah, that was like a, what, like a Nintendo or an, an Atari chess game? I only had Super Spot for the uh, Super Nintendo. Mm. I'll bet it was, was twice as good. <laughs> yeah. It looks better than whatever this is. This looks like a <laughs> yeah. uh, a board game that just happens to have a, a the Spot character off to the left. Yeah, pretty much. Speaking of board, the ch- the guy on the chess master looks <laughs> looks, he'd ra- looks like he'd rather be anywhere else. Oh my <laughs> god, the detail on like the neckline with his chest hair and like pecs sticking out is <laughs> incredible. I know it yeah. looks like they ripped him off the cover of a '70s disco album. You know what this? Guy, <laughs> I don't you know what this guy's saying. I don't always play games, but when I do, <laughs> it's chess. When I do, they're fucking boring. <laughs> Does he look at that guy? Yeah, yeah, the Dosekis player. Yeah. Oh boy, this this one had saving game. You could uh, get a password to allow you to save your progress. Mm. I can only imagine how many characters that was. I only need 128 characters to save my my <laughs> chess game. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's it chess. Says, the password is yeah. a monster, though. So copy it with care. <laughs> Yeah, I'll bet. Oh my gosh, that's all, that's that's horrible. Yeah, just give up if you have to turn it off. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> carefully, very quickly swap the batteries out one at a time. If you really <laughs> leave it on, that's that's the better way. I don't think that works. Yeah. Oh, they got okay. Next page, they've got the Game Boy classified section. Uh, let's see here, you can select levels in the Ninja Turtles game in Dead Heat Scramble. The Daedalian Opus. A lot of stage selects. Um, let's see here. Coming soon. What is this game here? They have a screenshot of Fortified Zone. I'm looking at the now playing just to see if there's any games that can't break three. Like I'm looking Fish at, dude. I'm looking at Go Go Tank from Electro Brain. <laughs> its highest <laughs> score is three for theme. Everything mm. else is sub three. I'm just looking at the one called Fish Dude. Oh, yeah, game type, 2. underwater 6. action. 2.6 yeah. for graphics and uh, Oh, challenge. they have to compete with uh, Tailgater. At the yeah, f- Tailgater's got a 4.0 in uh, play control. All right. Um, oh, I love the title of the skater dying game, Tour de Thrash. <laughs> Tour, de, nice. Tour de Thrash nice. by EA. Oh, look, Hattress is getting a port. Never thought I'd see that happen, but there you go. Uh, apparently it's got excellent play control. <laughs> and that's all it's got going for it. Oh, thank goodness. Finally, you can take this on the go. Nobunaga's Ambition. Oh, yeah. Coming from wow. the Game Boy. I cannot even imagine that. It's got challenge and it's got theme and fun. Mm-hmm. Really? And all that those numbers in a smaller screen. I, I can't believe Nobunaga's Ambition is still around. Like, it's... Yeah. Oh, we may it? have to play one yeah. of these games. Like... They're still existing. If you love stats and eight thousand uh, Chinese mm-hmm. Japanese names, what Japanese? Yeah, 
Yeah, 8,000 no, Japanese was... names you'll never yeah. remember. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like the Wu and the Wei dynasties, or I'm pretty sure it was Chinese. I think it was Chinese. I think you're right. Really? Okay, I'm looking this yeah. up because I'm feeling racist. <laughs> right I'd, I'd like to see... Like, no, like one of see... them's... I think you're thinking of the Romance of the Three Kingdoms, which like is China. To, I'd like to see one if you like uh, take on the uh, the Wei army, and you get to play uh, Ludacris, and you're like, move, get out the way. Or you could just bring in uh, Ric Flair and he can just champion Woo <laughs> The Woo clan. Yeah. Oh you get to play okay. the you get to just play Wu Tang every time every time you play the Woo. Takes place Woo. during the, the Sengoku to... period of feudal Japan. Huh. There you go. No. Yeah, I think you're thinking of Romance of the Three Kingdoms. That's that's true. Yeah. That's a very similar game. Uh yeah, it's all stat driven. Okay, Game Boy top ten. Here's the top three, number one. Still, Super Mario Land, number two, TMNT, Fall of the Foot Clan. Although, I don't know why that one won Game of the Year if Mario Land is that number one. Whatever. Mm. And then Dr. Mario is number three. Can you can you do any theme from Fall of the Foot Clan? No. But you damn, <laughs> you damn well know the theme from Super Mario Land. I will say this about Fall of the Foot Clan. They had the music from um, the TV show. Hmm. So yes, you can play the theme from that from that game. Well, I'll be all right. You sure yep. showed me. <laughs> We've been crapping all over it. I played it and it wasn't as bad as I thought. Final Fantasy Legend coming in at number four, which I totally forgot existed, and I wish I could. What is, what series did that turn into? Oh, uh, one of them came, became Secret of Mana. I think you're thinking of Final Fantasy Adventure. Yes. No, th- right. this one looks like Final Fantasy One. Uh, just just in black and white. I mean, not literally a port of it, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same. Style. I think that's the game where you have to buy a punch attack. It's like literally, <laughs> I have to go to a store and buy my own fucking fist. That was the best part of Final Fantasy One was being able to load up with four, you know, monks or whatever they were, and just except you have to except money. you can run out of punch. Well, it's no, like not in Final Fantasy gone. One. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So next is the Adventures of Lolo Three. Uh, I think I used that as a background. I was trying to do a, a Star Trek video. And I had a camcorder, and I had a model of the Enterprise, and so I I taped it to the middle of the monitor, and between levels there was like a star field coming at your face. So I recorded the back of the <laughs> ship in front of the TV screen with the stars going by. It's perfect. Wow, that's awesome. Nice. Um, I actually had this game. It's good. It's uh, we talked about Lolo games before. They're they sort of good. puzzle games. So you have to figure out how to make it through a specific um, path um, while avoiding enemies and traps and whatnot. And, you know, it's it's sort of like a slow-moving uh, Rube Goldberg machine sometimes. <laughs> you <have> to <laughs> with, with one component, you. Yeah. You, you just push blocks around, basically, and activate switches and stuff in order to be able to... to there there was some flow. dexterity involved, though. Like, you had to be able to, to dodge past stuff at certain times to do the puzzles. A little bit, you, yeah. I mean, usually you had to, like, think more and plan out what you were going to do. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, this guy is looking at me. If I make one step, he's going to do this. 
I think the closest I, uh, modern game I would compare this to would be like the uh, Hitman Go or um, the Tomb Raider Go mobile games. Yeah. Have you played those? Yeah, I played the Tomb Raider one. Yeah, those are way easier, by the way, than Lolo, any Lolo games, but <laughs> that's, that's the closest thing I can compare it to. Yeah. Did you have anything in here in the coverage you, you, you found that you wanted to cover, Mike? I didn't really have anything on Lolo. Uh, no, I do like the uh, the artwork for the Evil King, though. He's he's a pretty cool-looking enemy. Yeah, I like him. <laughs> he's got uh, eyeballs where his pecs should be and a crown where his, he- where his head should be. And he's wearing I didn't a skirt. interpret it that way. I just thought he had a big chibi head with a hood that's coming up. Yeah. Halfway oh, over. Looking, let's see here. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at the. Um, yeah, you're describing. Take a look at the else. sprites on of the guy on page 75. Oh, the sprites. Okay. Is it's, that where yeah. you're fighting him? I think it's just the print. It looks it's so dark um, with the dark blue on top of it. Yeah. It, I'm, just, I'm losing some detail of where the mouth is. Yeah. Yeah, well, okay. So if, if you look at the hand-drawn art, it, yes, looks, I can it, see it, now. it interprets this sprite for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess he actually has a head now <laughs> with a mouth. So, Josh... That, you know... Th- oh, sorry. Go oh. ahead. Oh, are we uh, still on Lolo? That's what we were looking at. It was just reminding me, like, that's that's what I love about the 8-bit art is how you can interpret it in so many wacky ways. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm doing with my Zelda sculptures, right? Is I'm like remembering as a kid how I interpreted those sprites and right. doing that even though like they've evolved since then and you can see what was intended but I just ignored all the all that stuff and just said as a kid what did I see this as mm-hmm. like like the the sword horse lion yeah. centaur people yeah, right it's head. like yeah so I made that guy like like I see a, this this crazy guy with a long you know phallic nose and <laughs> and long sharp hooves in the front. So like that's what I did. Yeah, like Bojack, yeah. <laughs> like Bojack Horseman. <laughs> so. Nice. Yeah, uh, we 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 saw some interesting interpretations when we saw the uh, the Fun Club issues, where some kids sent in their Halloween costumes, mm-hmm. and like one kid like dressed up like he didn't get to beat Zelda. So, like, he uh, sent in the costume what he thought Ganon looked like. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it basically, he's Nosferatu. Yeah. He thought <laughs> Ganon was a vampire, basically. And it was, like, really creepy. He had, like, three different photos of him with, like, vampire face makeup on. And and then there was one kid who wanted to dress up as a Nintendo salesman. So he's he was wearing a box for some reason. And I was just thinking, like, he's going to knock on the wrong door and someone's going to be like, oh, how sweet, he brought his own coffin. (laughs) It's a kid in a box. (laughs) A kid in a box, girl. Cut a hole in the box. (laughs) Okay, so now we're at the Ness Achievers. Uh, You said you you sent in that you made the, uh, the Ness Achievers twice. Yeah, uh, one of them was Ninja Gaiden 2. I cannot remember what the other one was. It may have been a Castlevania game. And I and I don't know which issues those are in. Not this one. Okay. Yeah, I'm not seeing Ninja Gaiden on here. Yeah, I got yeah if you find it, let us know. We'll definitely call it out when we get to those uh, issues. Cool. Um, and then uh, top 30. So top five games we have here. Number one, Super Mario Bros. 3. Number two, 
TMNT 2, the arcade game. Number 3, Mega Man 3. Number 4, Final Fantasy. Number 5, Dr. Mario. And I always like looking through these for, for surprises about why these are on uh, the list at all. Um, I've never heard of a game Yeah, called, that's what I'd uh, love to talk to an editor about. <laughs> well, I mean, what's interesting is you can take a look at how they scored it on the back on the back of this page here. And it's always interesting to see what the dealers vote for. This is just like their their votes or whatever, you know. Because a lot of times it'll be uh, some licensed game. Like we uh, we went over one where um, uh, Back to the Future the game was like number one on their list, and so it oh made like, it made the top ten, you know, above all so many good games. Or like, why the hell is this on the list? Serious contender for one of the it's worst. Yeah, it's because suckers were buying the game because of the license. You know, and they yeah. loved it for that. <laughs> yep, and you didn't, and nobody there had the decency to tell the kid, uh, "Listen, I'll let you play it in the back for like twenty minutes, just to make sure." Like, I'm not going to tell you not to buy it. I just like, I'm going to, I'm going to give you twenty minutes to like, oh, like you, you slip me five bucks, and uh, you'll, you'll, you'll be thinking. Trust me. That reminds me of, um, I don't know if you guys have this uh, sandwich uh, chain where you guys live. It's called Jersey Mike's. And yeah. uh, they open they opened up like a, a a new one of them, and it's not it's not really common to Arizona, so it was like a new thing uh, near where I used to work, and so like we went in on like one of the first days, right? And um, so they hand out free cookies. I'm like, oh okay, get a sandwich, and we go up there, and um, <laughs> my buddy in front of me. He asks for something, and it takes him a while, and he keeps, he moves on. And I go up there, and I'm like, yeah, I'll have the uh, chicken parm. And he's like, yeah, we're not selling chicken parm. What? Why? And um, <laughs> so, like, I was really curious why they weren't selling this thing. It was on the menu, right? You figure, like, opening a couple days, maybe they had an issue or whatever. So we come back the next week, and <laughs> I'm, like, again, asking, like, Could I, what, do you have the chicken parm? No. I mean, you... You don't want the chicken parm. And I was like, what? <laughs> Why? What's wrong with the chicken parm? And like the guy's like, it's it's the smell. <laughs> <laughs> the meat, it's not it's not good. And like the manager even comes over and he's like, Oh yeah, I'd I'd take it off the menu if they let me. <laughs> it's like, oh Jesus. <sighs> But yeah, if you ever see a Jersey Mike's, I do not recommend it. They like, hey, you want a Mike's Way? And they just dump like a little bit of olive oil on it. Oh, that's Mike's Way? Great. Do you have any, <laughs> I'm like, do you have any mustard? Yeah, hold on. I, have, I think we have some in the back. It takes a guy like five minutes to come out with a couple packets. <laughs> I was like, seriously? It's a sub shop. You don't have freaking mustard on like command? And that's why, and that's why Subways survived the whole Jared thing because... No other sub shop has, gives a gives a fuck. That's right. Apparently, yeah, just rip you off. And, and Subway, it gave the wrong. And Jared gave the wrong kind of fucks. But you know, still they survived. Speaking of ripoffs, take a look, take a look at number uh, nineteen. We got the Simpsons, Bart vs. Speed Mutants, <laughs> above uh, Zelda Two, Manic Mansion, Double Dragon Two, Dragon. Super C, Batman, Ducktales. Oh. Yeah. And that game is uh, garbage. I, mean, I haven't heard of the Immortal. I don't know what that is. Yeah, me neither. All right, uh, let's we, we, No, we passed through before. I think the Immortal was that was the one with the wizard. Oh, that's right. That's the one that John kept getting bored about. 
It was yeah. the isometric wizard one. You're right. Yeah. All right. So next up, we've uh, got. Wait, some... wait, 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 wait. Oh. Isometric wizard was Equinox and Solstice. Is this a different isometric wizard game? Yes. Yes. This is one where you're a wizard and uh, you get to start shit between two trolls by throwing a knife between them, and oh each one God. thinks the other one was trying to start shit, and then you just this watch them beat Ness? each other up. Yeah. Yeah. And wow, you end, then think... you ends the game where you fight like a friggin' wicked dragon by like uh, teleporting through uh, uh, across pillars or uh, blinking out of existence to dodge the fireballs. Yeah, this game looks amazing. It, it, it did look amazing. It also just looked like incredibly friggin' boring to get to the amazing parts. <laughs> All right. Um, next up, we have Celebrity Profile on Alex Winter of Bill and Ted, um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure fame. And I honestly don't know that Alex Winter is going to do anything. Uh, He's a busy guy these days. I'll, I'll have you know that he got hooked on acting at an earlier age, starting at age 10, <laughs> on Broadway opposite Vincent King of Horror Price in Oliver, and he portrayed a bad boy in Death Wish 3, The Lost Boys, and Haunted Summer. So the, he's not a one-trick pony. This guy has been around, and he's still pretty relevant. He's been behind the scenes on many... Things I didn't bother doing the research on them because I was a little <laughs> short on time. Now you guys, you guys know that there's a Bill and Ted three happening yeah, right now, they're right? Working on it. So he is a one trick pony. Uh, well, I don't think he can star in another play with Vincent Price. Or he's a one trick <laughs> stallion. There you go. <laughs> there you go. One trick wild stallion. <laughs> I mean, this is going to be an awkward, awkward reunion for him and like Keanu, though. <laughs> you know. It's like, oh, yeah, hey. I wonder if they've kept in touch. Uh, I don't they, know. I, I think they'd have to I be if they're like, writing if they're writing Bill and Ted three. Right, but yeah. I mean, throughout the years, like I feel like Keanu is the kind of guy who would kind of like keep in touch, just because he he's seems supposedly like a, a really dude. nice guy. So yeah, it's possible. A righteous dude, I guess. He yeah. gives a lot of his uh, uh, Keanu at least gives a lot of his uh, earnings to charity. I think. Yeah, I heard he gave his, his big old fat bonus from Matrix to the effects department. Right. Yeah, um, well, just to let you know what he's been working on. Uh, <laughs> Alex Winter. Ben 10, the Andy Milanakis show, Level Up, <laughs> and he's done music videos for Red Hot Chili Peppers, Ice Cube, Helmet, Bomb the Bass, Fetus, Axiom Funk, and he has also been in Death Wish 3, Loth Boys. He's been inside a fetus? Did I just hear that right? Uh, the That's disturbing. Uh, no, he's done the music video for the band Fetus. Oh, okay. Which, uh, I, I, it must be starring Mike Myers because the video is actually called <laughs> Verklempt. <laughs> so I'm just imagining it's Mike Myers and Dry going like, I can't even! I can't even! Can we talk? I can't! Talk amongst yourselves! Yeah, talk amongst yourselves. I gotta collect myself. <laughs> so he's also done. Uh, he was on the. He did the voice of Bill S. Preston on Robot Chicken. <laughs> he was on an episode of Bones and The Equalizer. So the guy's been busy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, yep. he's, had he's, also, he's had a he's, career, and he's also he just... he this year he started doing a biographical documentary on Frank Zappa. Okay, so he's he stayed in the business. He's, yeah, he just hasn't made a career out of being on in screen necessarily, yeah, in front of the camera. But his career has been very successful behind the camera. Well, good for him. 
Um, I didn't really notice any choice quotes out of here. Of course, they have a game coming out from LJN. <laughs> it says, um, <laughs> oh, this poor fellow. It says, if the video game is anything like the movie, says Alex, it should be a lot of fun trying to get Bill and Ted out of the crazy situations they somehow managed <laughs> to get themselves in. Oh, you don't have to worry about that, Alex. Trust me. <laughs> LJN is on the case. <laughs> yeah. And I love his uh, quote at the end here. My strategy for Nintendo games is a lot like my strategy for life. You've got to relax, concentrate, and think ahead. Aw, thanks, oh, Alex. <laughs> All right, wow. next up we had the Players Poll Contest. Oh, this is where the majority of my notes came in. <laughs> oh, okay, so third prize, <laughs> of course, we have up to, up to 25 winners, so not even 50 anymore. They're really cheaping out this time. For Nintendo-powered jerseys, which are more like shirts, you have an awkward pose from Howard here. Pointing at the camera, I think. <laughs> it looks like he's sort of. it looks like he's chastising his daughter, like, you're not leaving the house dressed like that, young lady. <laughs> it looks like he was sticking like a single finger up, but like in when they actually like mocked up the page, they they missed it. Like they <laughs> cut it out or something. <laughs> it's like he was making the right pose, but they snapped the camera too early and he wasn't ready. <laughs> and he just ran with it. Yeah. Uh, and as second prize, you get a movie party and Hudson Hawk game pack for five winners. Um, I want to know what exotic places in your backyard means. Where is it? Exotic places in your backyard. It's on the uh, page 82. It's the top uh, of the three little boxes with the red lightning bolts. Visit exotic places in your backyard. The excitement will wear <laughs> you out. Go for a oh. quick cruise on your street. Yeah, so that's the grand prize. You get one winner, go on a Hudson Hawk scavenger hunt, and win a Sony big screen TV. They, when they say in, their, in your backyard, they mean in your hometown. So they basically like plan like a scavenger hunt in your okay, city so, for you. So they would fly out some... Yeah, these people must exist who whose job it is to go to a winner's house and and set up a little Easter egg hunt around their town? Yeah, well, it's like a like a, a scavenger hunt, and they get uh, poured around in a limousine uh, to do it. <laughs> huh. Recover Leonardo da Vinci's three lost treasures, just like in the movie Hudson Hawk. You'll earn a valuable reward for your efforts: a Sony big screen television, a whopping thirty-six inches, <laughs> three hundred pounds. Does that? No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just yeah, rounding well, it out. That was a big work. screen TV back then. <laughs> yeah. It's probably like that was probably like forty yeah, inches. I bet. So I like that you could uh, you could get to see the amazing Hudson Hawk movie, the very same Hudson Hawk movie that was described by the Los Angeles Times as the saddest thing about Hudson Hawk is that director Lehman and co screen co screenwriters Waters were previously responsible for the clever audacious Heather's, a film that presented all that is most promising about American film, while this one represents all that is most moribund and retrograde. Perhaps Aww. they both earned enough money here so they won't be tempted to indulge themselves in similar big budget fiascos. Here's hoping. <laughs> or or maybe you're referring to the Hudson Hawk that was described in the Chicago Tribune as <laughs> The end result is being thrown up on selected screens this weekend, and suspicion <laughs> that this was a pooch turns out to be undeniably correct. Boring and banal, overwrought and undercooked, Hudson Hawk is beyond bad. And because were these, I were these written by the film critic on Frasier? Because <laughs> these are lines written for that guy. Oh, yeah. oh, Jack Matthews. <laughs> Jack Matthews did it. 
Hudson Hawk is a terrible movie and deserves the cold shoulder it has received at the box office. But being bad doesn't always explain the failure of big star-driven pictures. In the vernacular of Hollywood marketing, these movies tend to be review-proof, meaning critics can carpet-bomb them with all the armor-piercing adjectives they can muster and the beast will not fall. (laughs) Think of the Rambo and Rocky sequels and all those Chuck Norris and Steven Seagal movies. The reviews ricochet off their thick hides. Peter Travers of Rolling Stone said of the film, A movie this unspeakably awful can make an audience a little crazy. You want to throw things, yell at the actors, beg them to stop. James Brundage of AMC Film Critics said the film was so implausible and over the top it lets inconsistency roll off like water on a duck's back. The New York Times called the film a colossally sour and ill-conceived misfire and denounced the film for smirky, mean-spirited cynicism. The Washington Post said, To say this Mega Millions Bruce Willis vehicle doesn't fly is understatement in the extreme. Hudson Hawk offers a klutzy, charmless hero and wallows dully in limp slapstick and lowest common denominator crudeness. The Salt Lake Desert City News says what's amazing about this pervasive silliness is that the cast, it has the cast acting like fools without ever getting a laugh from the audience. It's hard to imagine a major big budget movie that could come along this year and be worse than Hudson Hawk, a solid contender for the longest 95 minutes in movie history. And the Entertainment Weekly called the film a fiasco sealed with a smirk. It received three Razzie Awards for Worst Director, Michael Lehman, Worst Screenplay and Worst Picture with additional nominations for Worst Actor, Bruce Willis, Worst Supporting Actor, Richard E. Grant, Worst Supporting Actor, Sandra Bernard. And Richard E. Grant uh, discusses the film of the production of the film in detail, noting the ad hoc nature of the production and extensive rewriting and replotting during the actual filming. Willis went on to become one of the leading box office stars of the 90s, but has not made any further forays into script writing. <laughs> So, yeah, Bruce Willis wrote this movie. This I fil- liked it. <laughs> this film was a box office bomb, partly because the film was intended as an absurd comedy, yet marketed as an action film uh, one okay. year after the success of Die Hard 2. When oh, the I film see. came... Uh, yeah, it's like the Final Fantasy Spirits Within. Like, it was regarded as a shit movie, but you know what? If you just called it, like, Phantasmic Forces or whatever, and didn't attach the expectation of a Final Fantasy brand to it, people would have come into this... You know, with clean, with clean expectations rather than like, I want to see chocobos, I want to see magic, I want to see crystals, I want to see yeah. uh, big uh, Marlboros, like gross, smelly plants, I want to see amazing No, spells. I actually went back and, and rewatched that somewhat recently and was surprised. Like, it's a competently assembled and directed movie. Well, not according to those guys. But, uh, you <laughs> no, know. No, 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 I'm, I'm talking about Final <laughs> Fantasy Spirits Within. <laughs> oh, yeah, there was a fan edit I saw of it where they trimmed out a lot of the crap. It was pretty watchable. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, trimmed out all the crap. That, that movie was kind of boring, and it was it had a cheesy ending with the well, bad like I, guy. Like I said, they filled blowing they, up the earth and all that. Yeah, they well, like I said, they filtered out a lot of the crap. So like the bad guy, he's like, well, whatever. But uh, then I thought, you know, maybe the game was a bit better than the movie. So I found a review from Honest Gamers. <laughs> And their score was thirty oh, percent. We're talking about now. Hold on, let me let me talk about before we get into the game here. Let me <laughs> in the movie's defense. First off, <laughs> I will agree if you watch it only once that it is confusing as hell. I think I had to watch it like three times before I understood what the hell was going on. <laughs> before you solved it, before because it's so it's <laughs> it's so fast paced that you really don't have a concept of like what's happening. They don't take the time to. Um, 
to catch like the viewer up to speed. So you kind of had to fill in the blanks yourself. So like the whole like story is like Bruce Willis was an, was an art thief who went to prison um, and he gets out and, and immediately he needs to do like another job for whatever reason. Right. And um, so it's supposed to be a simple job and he ends up getting like kidnapped and shipped overseas for a bigger heist by some like crazy multi-million, multi-millionaires. And like they have their own like a squad of like crazy like characters with them. And um, anyway, it's, it's, it's it really is kind of absurd, but funny. And there's lots of like twists that happen. You have to watch it a few times to really get it, but I it's it's one of those things. I think it's it's more of a cult classic than it is a movie I would recommend to other people. It's got a very unique tone, right? It's it it's something like you have to grok or you don't, and I yeah. think most people don't. Yeah, I mean, like one of the one of the gags that I always loved at the end of the movie. So this whole time, like this this uh, little um, uh, uh, terrier. What they call it? The little with the Fraser dog. Yeah. Oh, Jack Russell. Jack Russell. Jack, Jack Russell. Russell Terrier is like harassing Bruce Willis. Like every scene they're in together, like biting his nut sack and biting his ass and whatnot. And like in the <laughs> in the end of the scene, um, like the he's getting he's getting pelted with this uh, tennis ball like machine from like the main bad guy. So he course break free breaks free punches the bad guy. And then he looks at the dog, whose name is Bunny. He goes, Bunny, ball ball. And he, p- he points it out a window. And, and then, of course, the dog jumps out the window <laughs> after the ball. So, uh, that, that does sound funny. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's shit like that. Then I thought, like, you know, maybe the game was a little bit better. So Honest Gamers uh, gave it a score of 30%. And they said, in a much better game, the sheer randomness that Hudson Hawk exudates would be funny. In a slightly better game, it might help commend it as an experience so awfully oddball that it's worth a look just so you can see what happens next. The fact is, this game is neither of those things. It's just bad. You may be missing out on random killer nuns or arbitrary tennis players showing up out of nowhere. In fact, in fact, no, you're not. You're not missing out at all. The odd glimpse of occasionally surreal enemies is simply not worth the excruciating shrek it takes to reach them. But then I thought, okay, well, that's one man's opinion. What about the next one? Well, Defunct Games just gave it a score of zero. <laughs> Beyond the I don't ho- understand the the. So I'm looking at a at a playthrough right now, and it looks like uh, the main character is is Abed from Community. Did, did you ever see that episode <laughs> where they did like the the eight bit game with all the characters from Community? No, I didn't. He uh, looks exactly like that sprite. Oh, that's is funny. that supposed to be Bruce Willis? Yeah. Uh, was there one where there was a uh, yeah they had to go to like Percy's uh, uh, no not Percy's uh, Price uh, who, who, yeah, who his, did Chevy Chase play Price yeah his, his Pierce. dad Pierce. Will or whatever so yeah. uh, they go to his dad's place and they end up having to like solve this uh, riddle inside a computer so they have to put on these VR helmets it's seriously one of the best episodes of TV ever <laughs> but uh, yeah so it says here beyond the high storyline this game has very little to do with the movie the tone of the film is decidedly goofy, perhaps even intent. I think he's trying to say intentionally bad, but it's spelled intestinally bad. 
<laughs> that's, a, that's a good Freudian slip there. They're singing, dancing, and buffoonish slapstick. Peter Travers of Rolling Stone suggested Hudson Hawk makes you want to throw things, yell at the actors, and beg them to stop. But as horrendous <laughs> as the movie is, at least it's interesting. Nothing about this game pulls you in and makes you care about Hudson or his crimes. I feel like this game just stole three hours I'll never get back. <laughs> so so it seems that the uh, the jersey was the best prize here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to Counselor's Corner. So before we get to the counselors, did you see any any uh, tips that were good? Uh, no. All yeah, right. I'm Star Tropics, and like if I ever get to play the game, which I want to, because again, it looks great. It's a good one. It's it's one of the best Zelda clones out there. <laughs> I, I I wish that it would have taken off, but I guess like because they figured. Uh, Zelda's got more brand recognition and the mechanics are essentially the same. But it, it just would have been nice to see like a, a modern setting series. Yeah. Uh that that one and uh Crystalis were both were both good in that area. Yeah, I tried playing it but I kinda lost interest in it. At least when I had other things to play. Yeah. Alright, uh, so let's get into the gameplay counselor profiles. I Mike, what do you got? Uh well we got John Schaumer. Who uh, likes mountain biking, snowboarding, skiing, and he takes his snowboarding seriously because he finished heavy shredding with one character. And his favorite NES game is Mega Man 2. And this guy's got, like, black-brown hair and a completely black uh, turtleneck-type cardigan thing going on. Mm -hmm. He basically looks like the model for a dandruff commercial. He is the the handsomest gameplay counselor we've seen, I think. Yeah, he's a good-looking dude. Like yes. I said, he, like I said, he's like a head and shoulders after, after model. Just yeah. like, look at this. Yeah. You can see his shoulders. Yeah, I can <laughs> see him running his fingers through his hair and nothing being on his shoulders. Yep, and then you, and then you got uh, Jeff Norton, who is looking pretty androgynous here. I had to check the name again yeah, to make sure I didn't know that was a Jeff. <laughs> uh, you know that hairstyle ain't helping anybody. No, it's just sort of this wispy blonde hair on the side. It looks like it, it must be gathered in a ponytail in the back or something. Yeah, it, it, it looks like if if Dwight Schrute from The Office just let his bangs grow out. Totally. <laughs> you nailed it. And he, I can I see like a faint blonde molestache there. I don't know if you guys can zoom in on that or not. Oh, my gosh. I'm no. getting a sense of a blonde molestache, though. Yeah, it's it's the breeding ground for it. It's not there, <laughs> but it's not there, but the soil has been tilled, and it's ready for the seeds. Yeah. He, uh, this guy, I mean, he really I, just needs to, like the, to be drinking a beer. I'll, and, like, I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what I hate about this fucker right here in his greatest <laughs> and necessary accomplishments. First GPC to complete Dragon Warrior 2 and Earthbound. The Super Nintendo hasn't been launched yet, so we know that he's played and beat... The uh, the great game that we never got, Mother <laughs> One, wow. or Earthbound Zero, as it came to be known. And he's bragging about this game that we're not getting. I so, think you need, to, you need to hunt him down, Mike. You need to find yeah, this guy. standing there all smug. Yeah. Yeah, I need to part those hair drapes and plant a nice one on his kisser. <laughs> I'm talking about my fist, not not anything else. I see. And we've got uh, KCJ Pelkey who looks like he is posing for his high school senior photo. <laughs> and, and, who, and, who, and who thinks it's his audition for uh, Team Heartthrob. Yeah. I feel like if he, if he put his fist up to his chin, uh, <laughs> he would ask for me. 
I think I'm going to flip here. I'm opening the previous page. I'm going to flip. Let's see here. Oh my gosh. You guys are you guys are brothers. Pretty much. <laughs> it's your long lost cousin. His hobbies are installing stereos. <laughs> and his first not G- listed other hobby, stealing stereos. <laughs> His first GP, he's the first GPC to complete TMN2 with partner Tony C. It would be great if we knew who the hell Tony C was, oh, although we have to man. imagine he's his live-in, quote, friend. <laughs> and then we got what seems to be his dad on the next uh, on the next one. Yeah, that guy's definitely a dad. James yep. Verhaeg, whose uh, hobbies are skiing, playing the NES, computer games, and football. His greatest NES accomplished completed over 250 games. His favorite NES game? All NES games. That's bullshit. <laughs> I think this that guy doesn't understand the concept right of the there. question. And by the way, if you've played Back to the Future, I'm pretty sure you would put an asterisk yeah. next to all. If Back I, to the Future, okay. Hudson Hawk. Or Silver Surfer. This, or guy, Hawk. this guy is definitely a narc. Like, he does not belong. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, uh, yeah, I, 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 hello, fine children. I also play video games. I, I told you before that the dad's infiltrated Nintendo Power magazine in an attempt to either subvert it or try to like uh, get with the kids and yeah. And I, I told you it's the dads have a conspiracy going on and he's <laughs> like, here's a, he's here's one of the sleeper agents that just showed up. He's been he's activated. A, he's, yeah, here's a guy that needed a job and lied on the resume. What's your? I love all NES games. Yeah, it's like I a kid counselor, right? I'm great with kids. <laughs> so what right. next games do you like? <laughs> All of them. Duh. I mean, I mean, you're a Nintendo. You don't make shit. <laughs> He's like the ultimate kiss ass. All right, so let's move on to Now Playing. Um, it has a very odd game here called Magic Darts. I'm sorry. And, uh, uh, I'm looking at Werewolf in one oh, okay. of the, uh, the last game here. And just try looking at the screenshot and try to tell me what the hell the werewolf looks like. He looks like the background, or he gets shot by lightning, and he looks like he's made of lava. And, he looks and like then, he's doing a pole in the, dance. In the last one, he is doing a pole dance, but in the last one, he's trying to copy Samus's screw attack. Yeah, he's kind of a fetus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on to magic darts. Uh, so this this bar room uh, game apparently you can choose from uh, twelve types of dart wielding characters, including a robot, some, a robot that apparently I gotta just say, lo- that robot looks amazing. There's a robot. Seriously, which, <laughs> he looks like something that uh, is uh, stuck in the uh, the Jawa sandcrawler. Yeah, I mean he looks kind of like a yeah. like a espresso machine, you know, from the 1800s, but all chromed <laughs> out. Right. And and Satan's back as Name Joe. <laughs> name Joe. Yes. Name Joe. And then they have the monkey of Name Rio. Who's throwing the dart backwards in the screenshot. That's impressive. That is pretty impressive. I, I'm, trained, just, trained I, I'm, well. <laughs> I'm just glad that he's throwing a dart and not a handful of his own pieces. Oh, take a look at the screenshot on the bottom right there. The robot cheats. He yeah, just has gonna, an arm extender. Yeah, he's just, oh, he's just planting it. He's just planting it on the damn <laughs> He just places it. Oh, I don't know why you're throwing it. I just got to... Place it on the thing. You guys, this must have sunk into my subconscious because I created a a climbing game design document, pitch document, that had, you know, a variety of wacky characters like this. One of them was a robot, and guess what his special move was? Extendo arms. Yes. All right. Awesome. 
Well, we got uh, uh we got look, what seems to be the Human Torch in the upper left corner of the uh, of the six. <laughs> the batteries, he's some shirtless like and then barbarian. And then uh, yeah, beside him is Cobra Commander. Mm-hmm. That's not God. Maybe I need to zoom in. I thought that was a nun. <laughs> and then the bottom right, Jesus, we have uh, God, Hillary Cobra Clinton. Commander or a nun. <laughs> So that's interesting that she's a character in that game. Yeah. yeah, out of all the characters who would need to cheat, why the robot? <laughs> Be- it, not against not against the rules, <laughs> just to stand that far back. <laughs> maybe maybe he's running off Tesla cameras. Topical. <laughs> all right, and the next game is uh, sup- is the supremely really? racist. You're not going to co- yeah. Oh what? yeah, we already talked about the. Uh, the fact that you're playing is the devil. Yeah, we talked about that guy. Okay. Name Joe. Yeah. Uh, next uh, up, we're talking about the uh, supremely uh, uh, racist Wampum. Uh, as a young Indian brave, you will run, jump, and fight your way through eight exciting levels from an opening test of courage to a final battle. That's why it's that's why he's called Wampum, because it's Indian. Oh, my gosh. Yes, as in Native American Indian with the feather on his head and everything. Oh my gosh! That's got to be Japanese. Only they can be that racist. It's actually—I mean, I played. It's actually a fun game. Um, it's, they compare it to Mega Man, um, and they're not wrong. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. Mega racist man. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now we got Mini Putt. Can I? You know, just just for a second, okay. it reminds me uh, when I lived in uh, England at the the uh, the local Domino's. You know, they have like when you order a pizza, or whatever they have like pepperoni and whatnot. They had a pizza called the American, which had corn on it. <laughs> yeah. What was it like? They couldn't even call it like the Thanksgiving special. No, we just called the American. I'm like, I don't think I've no. ever had, you know, pizza. Ma- maize with corn originated on it. in the Americas, so. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, they have a mini putt game over here, uh, which looks horrible and boring. Yeah. That's bad. <laughs> they have something called a clash ball. And the only thing I have to say about this is I'm glad it's featuring Judge Dredd. Yeah, that is a weird insect uh, guys. illustration. It's Judge Dredd, okay? They they lifted it straight out of, what was it, Heavy Metal or uh, 2020 Magazine? What was the mm-hmm. uh, 2000 and... Uh, oh, I know what you're talking like, about, yeah. Yeah, like Comic 2000 or something. But it's yeah, that's Judge Dredd. I mean, you look at it; it is completely a ripoff of Judge Dredd. Either that, or they ripped it off him. Yep. Um, then we had, seems, seems more likely. Then we got the uh, the predecessor for the R Zone game uh, gaming rig, the Laser Invasion. <laughs> right, and it was the odd like uh, um, headset uh, helmet slash microphone device. <laughs> It looks terrible. Um, it, lo- it looks like the Microsoft HoloLens. A little bit, except it's like only one eye. And it's this tiny yeah. little screen. So I don't even know what you can see out of it. Um, yeah, I'm looking at... Uh, now we got the, the guide to the latest NES releases. I'm looking at Castellian. Uh, it doesn't break 2.6, except oh. for the uh, the P, which was, uh, yeah, play control. It got a 1.9. Never mind now, we're talking about <laughs> Nobunaga's Ambition 3 coming out soon. Oh shit, it got 2.4 for play control. Yoza. Oh, that's, that's Nobunaga's Ambition 2. You get ready for 3, it's coming up soon. At the oh, top of the page. 255 generals. 
Wampum is uh, doing all right. It's not a bad the, game. Uh, the power It's goes. just racist. <laughs> and uh, then there's the Mutant Virus, which is uh, 3.1 is the highest it gets, and that's for theme and fun. Created by American Software. <laughs> and then uh, Magic Darts, made by Romstar. And Vice Predator Doom by Merc and Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> So what's I the like worst the game one on types here? they have? Rocketeer has its own game type. Right. Unprecedented Rocket Pack Adventure. They just gave up at a certain point. You remember like in the beginning <laughs> of like the box they had like those like sports series or whatever. Yeah. And they had like the icons, like some some marketer probably put together like, oh let's let's categorize these so like parents know what they're looking into. Oh, it's a sports thing. I think they gave that up at like the first year. I like how one <laughs> one is sci fi action and the other is sci fi adventure. What's the difference? <laughs> They're just making it up now. Sum up this game in uh, two words or less. Driving. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You can describe it in two words. No expletives. Yeah. Patras is puzzle action. Huh. Yep. <laughs> really? They, they couldn't say plagiarism? Hattress, yeah. Hattress is ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> Knockoff. Oh. There you go. Yeah, well, speaking of knockoff, uh, we got the pack watch, and uh, I'm looking at Daydreaming Davy, which is, uh like uh, we heard about the. I, I recently heard uh, Watch Out for Fireballs do cover this. No, yeah, well, the guys behind it, uh, they think they were doing abject suffering. They were talking about Daydreaming Davy. Not a lot of good. Not a lot of goods to say about it. Their foliage looks nice. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, I Dark don't, Man. Really good. Dark Man basically... adaptation by Ocean. So it's not as bad as LJN. And then they mentioned the Hudson Hawk game. They don't even have a screenshot of the game. It's literally just a screenshot of Bruce Willis. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, let's just get to the uh, the real the real star of this shit show. There we go, the Super NES Showcase, and they have the, a picture the, of the console for yep. the first time in the magazine. The Redemption. Boom. We get to see the Super Famicom. Bam. Scratch Crossed that out. out. NES. That's right. Oh. So they those games they're featuring, though, it's funny. They have Super R-Type, which is obviously nice graphics, and then they have a golf game, hole-in-one. The actual gameplay takes, takes place in an entirely overhead view but it has like this isometric view of like the whole course. It looks kind of cool, I guess. So 95% of that screenshot is one color green. Yeah. <laughs> it just seems like a boring game to show. They probably like, you know, come on, can't you give us like, 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 uh, the super Mario world screenshots? Uh, no, I've got this hole in one screenshot I can use. Well, they promised us a, uh, a Simpsons game. What was the first Simpsons game for the uh, super Nintendo? It wasn't Bar um, Simpson versus the world, was it? Like the arcade port of the beat 'em up? No, they uh, never ported that thing. I don't think it's no. too good. Yeah, <laughs> LJM wasn't capable. <laughs> no, this was a claim. Uh, um, they mentioned well. They mentioned also mentioned it, Super Off Road, which is Jelly uh, Bean decent port. You got Jelly Bean starring mm-hmm. a little blue hero, which I never heard of, by the way. Starring nope. a little blue hero that reminded us of a cross between Lolo and the Blob. Equinox, a follow-up to the NES Puzzler Solstice. Ooh, I wonder what jams we're going to hear on that uh, 16-bit synthesizer. 
<sighs> I love those games, man. Equinox and Solstice were my jam. Oh, we were talking about Solstice before. Like, I, I never got to play the game, but uh, John just fell in love with that medieval dubstep that they had going on for the uh, opening theme. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got to look that up now. <laughs> All right, and then Gossip Galore. I just have to mention this game that's, co- that's called oh, uh, Video Nation. <laughs> oh, man. We, we, got, we got Adolf Howard coming yeah. to life. As racist as he is smug, we have that's a it. new villain. We have Hitler cop, nuclear <laughs> nuclear Hitler, and now we have Adolf Howard. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's a game that you can draw on and add motion to your masterpieces. With I, got that, I got that game at home. It's called a pen and paper. <laughs> I think this is like the, uh, uh, this is for the NES, so it's probably like um, the poor man's version of uh, Mario Ant- Paint. Anticipation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. This looks so fucking awful. (laughs) It's terrible. Again, me and markers on construction paper can beat this. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's, that's saying something, folks. Oh, my God. You know what would be brave would be if they just made all the future Howard and Ness cartoons in this uh, this (laughs) videomation. Well, it was a bold bold step on their part. (laughs) Right. Uh, Can't say they didn't eat their own dog food. Yeah, one, uh, can't, can't really say it was a good choice, but it was certainly bold, and uh, well, they uh, they stuck to their convictions. All right, and then the last page here, reviews coming next month. Finally, they're going to talk about Battletoads, because we haven't heard about that before. Then they get in some Game Boy games, Hunt for October, Super RC Pro-Am, and then they have a larger look at what's coming for the Super NES. Uh, I remember when I when my subscription for Nintendo Power, the best thing that like one of the best memories I had was when the Super Nintendo preview uh, strategy it wasn't a strategy guide, but it was just like a thick uh, catalog, and each one was like a full two pages about each game coming out, were loaded with screenshots and uh, some basic gameplay tips to get you started. It was like one of the best things I ever got before the is like. That just really got my mouth watering to get a Super Nintendo so I could get those amazing looking games like uh, Super Castlevania. Oh, yeah. And uh, Legend of Zelda. I always Mm. wanted to play Act Razor because it looked great, but every time I tried to uh, fire it up, I never never got to rent the damn game itself. The music, so good. All right. uh, Well, should we put this one to bed? Um, They got Howard. uh, I don't know. I think he spent too much time in England because his teeth seem to have suffered. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> he looks distinctly British there, I will say. Yeah, he's he's got that Austin Power smile. He looks like <laughs> uh, like Prince Harry. Uh, uh, I, I mean, you know, an old dad version. <laughs> an old dad with scurvy. Like Prince <laughs> Harry with scurvy. There you go. Um, and th- like, right. this must just be like bad photography because we've seen him before and he never had like a wrecked grill like this before. <laughs> I, the scan must be off because the printed version doesn't look that bad. Yeah, you need to see what I'm looking at. It's, it's, D- does, does he have eyebrows in the print version? No. Okay. <laughs> Faintly. Yeah. Oh my God. I just finally was able to take my eyes off his teeth to notice he has no eyebrows in this picture. And, and then his eyes look completely black. Oh my god. He's like oh my god, he's like the uh <laughs> he's like the transitional phase of Emperor Palpatine. 
for Howie. <laughs> no, no, you die. <laughs> All right, let's put this one to bed. Um, in case you guys, in case anyone out there wants to find us in between uh, episodes, please go into iTunes and uh, rate and review us. It really helps us uh, get out there. You can reach out. To us on Twitter at GetThePower88, email PlanWithPowerPodcast at gmail.com, or of course on our Facebook page, PlanWithPowerPodcast. Um, Mike, did you want to talk about the uh, YouTube channel? Uh, yeah, by the time this airs, we will have uh, quite a few, if not all of the uh, videos that we've made so far. We've added some content to the channel. We've uh, got some, some issues will be uh, just clips, like what we thought was the best of. And others will be full issue, but uh, we're going to be trying to just do the best, like the best ofs, or at your request, things that, uh, you know, fan art or art in the magazine that uh, we described that you wanted to see. Let us know what clips you want to see if uh, if you want to see them in uh, in the channel or not, and we'll put them up on the YouTube channel. Uh, it's still a work in progress, but, uh, you know, we just want to have like small little clips because... Not too many people want to watch a two-hour YouTube video. <laughs> of course, then you look at these speed runs of like people's like, oh, look at me beat Final Fantasy VII in just three and a half hours. And I'm <laughs> like, okay, I guess some people do want to see a three and a half hour video. <laughs> right. Um, okay. Well, thank you very much, Josh, for being our guest and for being a trooper through both halves of this of this mighty issue. Yeah, um, super fun. Yeah, you've been a great guest. Uh, very informative. and Plus, we we always like it when a guest can just like keep up mm-hmm. yeah and is there, that is, is good isn't it is there uh, anyone uh, i mean anywhere uh people can reach out to you yeah please check out my youtube channel just uh search for josh foreman f-o-r-e-m-a-n on youtube not to be con- subscribe yeah not to be confused with red foreman which is just a bunch of clips of a of a bald middle-aged man threatening <laughs> to put his foot up your ass <laughs> what you never saw that 70 show Red Green? Total, totally Red Foreman. Foreman. No, I don't know this guy. It, he was like the father of Eric Foreman on the show. Played by oh, Gilbert okay. Yeah, you just you. just look up on YouTube, like, best of Red Foreman. He's friggin' yes. hilarious. Okay. He's the guy that was uh, in RoboCop, the guy that got splashed on the windshield, I believe. Yes. I yeah. remember that. Or a Boddicker. Okay. All right, let's put this to bed. Um, so thanks, everyone, for listening, and we will see you next time. I'm Ben. I'm Mike, and now you're playing with power. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing with.